We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Yeah! Back to more of the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. And feel free to start calling 404-726-0929 for the uh, wake-up call. This is Tribble in for uh, Tiffany all week long. We got Squid and we got Mike. And, well, now we have young, fresh-faced Garrett Chapman back there along with um, Dylon. Oh, Babyface. Babyface. Babyface GC. Yeah. Man, what a beautiful day Saturday was, man. I, I got oh. to hang out with Mike Bell on the belt line. We uh, got into some shenanigans, me and, me and a couple of buddies. And, I saw uh, a picture of that, man. I'm curious. What were y'all drinking? Oh, those were like frozen Jack Daniels. I was Drink. looking at the picture going, what is that, dude? It was, I probably didn't need that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got a little, I got a little into it on Saturday, man. I put yeah. in that work, and I, I got real talkative. Tried to find the bottom of the yeah. bottle. Oh, I, boy. I, but I caught myself, and I was self-aware enough to not to uh, talk as much. But, yeah, yesterday so yesterday was just so miserable compared to uh, Saturday. I was just a big pile of goo yesterday. Yeah, it's a, a rough rough set of weather. I know it's been like that all over the southeast yesterday as well as today. Uh, I know, by the way, California. Biblical some, rains some in California. Craziness. Anybody paid attention to the, the NASCAR stuff that was going out there? Never happened before. They moved the race up by a day out mm. in uh, California. Never happened before. They it's were like, like they you know go- what, not going to get it in. It's like they go three years without rain out in California, then, then they get it all back in one fatal swoop over a two- yes. three-day period. Yeah, they're not prepared for rain. We're not prepared <laughs> for <flood>. ice. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, nobody says, oh, see, see, it's Californians. They're not prepared for rain. It's awful. Uh, I saw some of the footage. Of the, the heavens, like the mudslides, too, with it. It's just, man. So curious about these wake-up calls. I, I think as we move throughout the week, as far as wake-up calls go, we're going to start getting stuff about DeJounte Murray and what they need to do with the Hawks. What's the future for the Hawks? Is there a future with DeJounte Murray in the fold with the Hawks? Can they win with the duo of Trey and DeJounte? And how soon is that going to happen? How long is the leash on the on the trio of DeJounte, Trey, and Quinn Snyder? Because it, it just can look so good at times, and it can look so, so bad at other times. And really, uh, Saturday coming off a complete, uh, complete team win. Saturday night, DeJounte with some clutch shots. Trey actually, uh, you know, I think his defense is an all-time high right now. I think he's playing hard. DeJounte. Oh, he's learned the art of getting a little bit more hands to be disruptive with so his too. hands. I think so, too. As crazy as it is to say with Steph getting 60 on Saturday night, especially coming off the game where Luka had, what, 70-something 73. Yeah, I was there that night. That was something to see. <laughs> it's so funny that 60 would have been the highest total in the history of State Farm. Mm-hmm. But a week earlier, it was set with 73. And so it, it, it was just, so funny. I had really good seats, too. Uh, one of this uh, friend of mine, she uh, she has some connections, and uh, just watching Luke isn't necessarily so explosive or all this quick, but he's very deliberate. He's like Joker, kind of very deliberate, but he's so big body. There's nothing you can do to stop him. Right, right. So just big, his deliberate way. Of well, just don't tell him to hit the treadmill because yeah. uh, that'll get you. That'll get you uh, yeah. asked to leave. Well, you, you got you, you fat shame Luca. What does he do next time out? <laughs> seventy three. Don't fat 73 shame Luca. Burger on you. 
uh, yeah, just I, it's going to be interesting to see us as we move towards that Thursday, uh, Thursday trade deadline of what the game plan is because it seems like it was so easy a week plus ago, and you have the game tonight against the Clippers, and so going uh, I, for I five, man. I and if you can get it done against Clippers, speaking of which, then you're really cooking with something. That, that doesn't just mean five in a row. That means that you are playing some really good basketball, and. Um, it's just it's going to be fun to watch it kind of come together throughout this week. And you beat the Lakers, and they turned around and went without their best two players and beat what was one of the top teams in the East in Boston. And now the Lakers have won two in a row, and now they're back to twenty six and twenty five. Well, that was the Austin Reeves game. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. That and, and hey, that's the guy that was mentioned that the Hawks wanted if they gave up on DJ. Yeah. So, I mean, he was making shots from the urinal. <laughs> it, it, it was nuts. Well, I hope he was still accurate at the urinal, too. <laughs> we'll turn around hook shot as you still face the mint. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it, like I said, it, we're going to learn a lot about the future of this franchise here in the next couple of days. And if you're going to make a move, I wonder if you get all the way to Thursday. It seems like they've been holding out for what seems like a year now, uh, you know, of, of when are they going to make a move, when are they not. And it obviously worked uh, keeping Jalen Johnson in the fold and get rid of John Collins. Jalen's been a good part, but, you know, you're not any better as a team than you were before that. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's go to uh, Ken in Snellville. Ken, what's your uh, wake-up call? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, buddy? Uh, I wanted to say about the Hawks uh, for a long time. Uh, I have a call in um, in the morning to another catch you guys. But I wanted to say uh, be careful, Hawks fans, with the narratives that get painted. Like, it's common sense when you think about it. A basketball team is only good as how many good players you have. The, the trade for DeJounte, as much as people hate about it, it was the trade to make. You had to get better players. We got too many inconsistent players. Your basketball team is only going to be as good as how many good players you get. We went out and got a good player like we need to, and most other teams do. The problem is there's so many inconsistent players, and then you got bigs that can't stretch the floor and clog the paint to open everything up. So you end up with the, the problems that we have. Um, and so that's why DJ's not the problem. Well, I don't think it. I don't think anybody really ever said DJ is the problem. There's the been problem some revisionist about, history about that trade. And well, bringing him over. You know why? Because you get you, you got you gave up way too much. That's why. That's why I, it almost got hung up before it ever happened here. But it, it, you gave up way too much for Dejounte. It has nothing to do with Dejounte. It's not that Dejounte's a bad player. Uh, there are times where he and Trey don't seem to coexist on the floor like they they are they are supposed to. That because tr- now here you are and you're no better and you don't know if DJ wants out or not. I mean, we know that you know, there was stuff put out there about him being unhappy and then. The hamstring pops, now he's back, and he's playing phenomenally. The thing about it, though, is you always come back. Is you were, if you had to trade him, you were never going to get back what you gave up. It was a bad trade from what you gave up alone. That's like Justin Fields could come here and be great, but if you give up the eighth overall pick, which is right. way more than he's worth in trade value, it's going to be looked at as a bad pick yeah, or a bad trade. You. I agree with you. All right, let's go to uh, who we got. We got Drew and Marietta. Good morning, Drew. Good morning, guys. What's up, buddy? Happy Monday. All right, so I've actually got two wake-up calls. One is going to be for DeAndre Hunter. Wake up, man. You're the fourth overall pick. I know you haven't been healthy this year, but wake up. We need 20 every night from you, not just once every blue moon. (laughs) All right. All right, what else? A lot of people agree. 
Is that it? He said he had two. I guess we got him cut off a little bit early. Garrett said he wasn't hearing it. Uh, he didn't. He didn't want all that. that. I, I think that's the key to this whole thing. When you look at where this franchise might have misstepped, doesn't it seem like they need more from him? Like that's, that's uh, oh, absolutely. Doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it just, it's that, been monumentally frustrating. Well, I think I think it's frustrating for me because you look at it and say, well, what are you supposed to get? What could you have had? And you look at it, if he played like a number four pick, if he played like Jalen Johnson. It'd just be insane. It would be insane. But it just it doesn't hadn't been there. And I don't I don't know what the end game is for that. But he doesn't seem like a guy that's. Going anywhere anytime soon. I think Jalen uh, Johnson is emerging. What we thought, he's been he's been insane. He's been yeah. insane. Both both the big guys. Uh, you know, which I, on Saturday you had you had times where you had Double O and Clint Capella on the floor with Jalen. You want to talk about a massive massive group of people on the court at the same time? That's that's good stuff. Let's go to Reggie in Fayetteville. Reggie, what you got? Good morning, everybody, and triple hashtag to Squid Nation. Oh that's right, God. Reggie. First Let's go. All, okay. Uh, first of all. Uh, talk about what the Hawks actually need. The Hawks actually need a 6'10 hunter. They do not have any support for Capella. They got two great guards. Okay, and the other thing is what about the GM? His responsibility for getting that team together. Has anybody ever talked about the GM and his progress? Oh yeah, ad nauseum, Reggie. We appreciate you call. Yeah, that, that really, especially last year too. We're trying to figure out who who exactly wields the power. I was going to say we had Landry Fields on uh, every every Tuesday here, yeah. uh, you know, throughout the spring and throughout the summer, and that was always an underlying question. Of course, you're not going to confront him with that, but it's just who who is wielding the power, who is doing the roster construction, especially now that you've had the coaching turnover that you've had. So, yeah, and. <laughs> I don't want to have to have that. That's the thing. Squid's <laughs> over here rolling his eyes. I'm He's so, like, eh, this is just not You know good. why? Because, because we, I said this going into the season. I said, where did we get better? We didn't get better anywhere. Uh, it, it does. Jalen, I guess you can say we Jaylen's did. Jalen's been better than John well, Collins. Yes. But he's also, him and, him and Trey are playing together better. That's why it, it, it is a better product on, from those, that standpoint. But the thing is, is we didn't go out and make any moves in the offseason to make the team better. You, Jalen Johnson was already in house. He was just being developed. Just like, was it Buffkin? I don't think you'll see him this year. I don't either. But, but, but I, I was texting with Mike yesterday, and I said, this team's future is tied to what guys like that can do because right now there's been no signs of this team being willing to go into go and spend in free agency that puts them deep in that luxury tax. Would it be safe to say that a lot of what happens at the deadline on Thursday might hinge on how the team looks tonight? Is that fair to say? And, and I think that's crazy, but if you win five in a row and you've beat the Clippers and you've won all these games at home, I think it makes you think twice about shipping DeJounte off for a price tag that's not going to net you what you sent. Yeah, but you got to be careful, though. I mean, does that mean that uh, you've, you've addressed some issues, now you're evolving? Uh, maybe maybe guys are starting to get it under Quinn Snyder? I don't know. I don't, hey, don't, don't want to oversell, but you can't ignore it either. Well, let's right. see. How many games are they in? They're, what, they're 23 and 27 right now? Yeah. Uh, so that's, what, 50, is that 50 games? That's 60. No, it's, it's 50. 50. Yeah. And then they had he had 20-something last year. So it took almost a full NBA season for you to – Get his system. I think that's fair. Okay. I think that'd be fair. Right. If they get, listen, with thirty games to play, if they if they start picking up his system, it's not like listen. This is a playoff team right now. As crazy as the NBA playoffs is, they're in the playoffs right now. So hitting their stride at the right time and, and making a run well, at they're it, in I don't the play that, in. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Well, we've been three years in a row. A play in, not a playoff. That's what we're, that's what we got to call it. Yeah, because play you got to win two playoff. games to get there. <laughs> I mean, and I think they'd both be. Uh, 
Well, one would definitely be a road game. So it's just. Uh, well, it's just sad. This is such a nondescript, wallowing in sub-mediocrity I'm, listen, franchise. I'm going to put good vibes out about tonight. Feel it's good just vibes. frustrating. Put good vibes out about tonight. It's frustrating to be here again in this situation because where you were in 21 and you thought you had a young core that could get it done. Well, we'll see what happens as we uh, go forward. All right, Squid Nation, I guess, coming up next, we have Jason Longshore at uh, 840. Yeah, we'll hit a little life of Squid. We'll also go through some of the Senior Bowl superlatives. Mm. All next on The Morning Shift. Sports Radio, 19 of the game, and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to markspain.com. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Well, both teams have converged on uh, Las Vegas. We get ready for uh, the big game on uh, Sunday. Hey, what's your favorite part about Super Bowl week? Like, what's your favorite thing? Uh, the game. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was the, the Vogue party when I was in Atlanta. Man, that was. Well, I don't get invited to those things. I'm always on the outside looking. I'm, I'm, I'm always behind the velvet rope for some reason. I went to one Super Bowl party, one, and that yeah. was in Dallas in 2010. And we had, I thought yeah, I got it. was a, a snowstorm that week. Yeah, it was ice storm, and they had a taxi strike. So you could barely get a cab. And that was, there was no Uber then. I drove over for one day over to Dallas. I was in Shreveport, uh, and I drove over to Dallas. I was just going to be over and back for the day. Ended up having to stay in Tyler, Texas that night in like a Holiday Inn Express because the roads were iced over. Crazy. <laughs> well, the media days become kind of a cartoonish thing now. Well, I don't like it on Mondays either. Yeah. It used to be Tuesday. Now it's like opening night, and it's just kind of a circus. But no, we we went to one. We went to the Super Bowl part of that. We go, I thought I had us passes to get in. And it was just passes for the red carpet, just to stand there and watch people walk in. And I was like, "This is." And I, my buddy lives in Dallas. I invited him, and I worked at the old station. I was like, "This is the lamest thing ever." So um, we snuck in through the through the back. What don't you like about media days? It's, it's guys, you know, guys asking Tom Brady what they're going to eat for a celebratory meal. <laughs> yeah, just the dumb questions and people, around. amateur comedians trying to be funny and. and Maybe a catch a viral moment. It's just, uh, it's just dumb. I was and talking pointless. about steak. You know, steak asked Tom Brady, "What he's what he going to eat for a celebratory meal that night uh, if they, they were to win?" Tom's like, well, "I don't know. It'd be like eleven o'clock at that point. I don't, I don't really know. Can't have meal. carbs. Yeah, yeah, it's too late." Cheap meals. <laughs> uh, that was an interesting line of questioning. There's, there's always, I think it's, I think it's kind of cool. It pulls the, the curtain back a little bit, but I think those guys, for the most part, their answers suck because they're so locked in. It's like the biggest yeah. week of their lives, the biggest football game of their lives. They're so locked in. They're like, I don't want to do this. It would be, it'd be so much more fun. It wouldn't work, but if you could do it after the game, it would be so much more fun. You'd be like, yeah. I never thought that I'd ever root for the 49ers because I grew up hating the 49ers because they abused my Falcons. I mean, every year NFL films will do a retrospective on yet another 49ers Super Bowl victory. And what do you see? You see the Falcons just getting demolished. You see what Charles Demery getting abused by Jerry Rice. It's just, uh, but now I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I, I like I like the personalities on the team. I'm I'm rooting for uh, Brock Purdy because of uh, seemingly all the um, unfair criticism going his way, and I'm kind of just sick of the Chiefs. Well, it's not about the Chiefs as much as it is the 49ers. To your point, like I really like Brock Purdy. I, 
I don't have this hatred for Kyle Shanahan. If you're hating Kyle Shanahan, you're a Falcons fan. Oh, I've got a I've got a friend that has a visceral hatred for him. I I, I get it. Um, but I'm going to pull for Dan Quinn to do well in Washington unless he's playing the Falcons. And I, I don't necessarily pull for Kyle Shanahan, um, but I do like Brock Purdy. I like Christian McCaffrey. I've, I was showing Mike, I've got a friend of mine. She, she does like, she does some, she'll do some print for like t-shirts and stuff. And I've got a little Super Bowl shirt. I'm not going to quite give it away yet, but it's not that I'm pulling for San Francisco, but it has something to do with that. Because I mean, you know, there's another famous girlfriend that in this Super Bowl that we might get the chance to see a lot of, and it's Christian McCaffrey. It's actually his fiance, Olivia Culpo, I think is how you pronounce it. Well, the it. fullback's wife got an NFL licensing deal because she could line yeah. that Used coat to, for yeah. uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, and I think she made stuff for uh, for McCaffrey's girl. Uh, is it Culpo, I guess? Yeah, that's it? Culpo. Um, as she, used to, she used to date somebody else from the NFL, too. I can't remember who it was. Uh, didn't she date Tebow? I thought it was like Amendola or something. She did date Amendola, I know. Oh, okay. She did yeah. date Amendola. Yeah. Um, so She's not. She's not hard to look at. Let's put it that She's way. She's better to look at yeah. than the other better, one. Oh, no, I, I ain't going to say that. I, I, I just, I'm it, just saying, I find her more attractive than, than, well, than sure, Taylor sure, Swift. Well, sure, sure, sure. I mean, she's a model. A, that's yeah. not a knock a on Taylor Swift. She's, there's nothing wrong with yeah, her. Yeah, be careful. They'll come after you like, like yeah, the Bayhive does. The Shifties. The Swifties. Don't, don't, don't turn the Shifties Swift. into Swifties. That, that no, no, radical no, cult. Yes. Don't, well, don't turn the Swifties onto the Shift. You know, can you just imagine the Shifties and the Swifties fighting? Hey, you know what? We got the nation, so I don't know if they want to come for us. Probably not. Well, let's hit a life of squid, shall we? That's right. Had some W sauce last night. Went to my buddy Sut's house. We had steak Sunday, Rob. Had some big old uh big old ribeyes. Whew, man. Well, you put you put uh I love the W sauce. You know you turned me on to it, but you put that on steak? Steak well, is supposed to be. Say, turn you on. Oh, turn you on. Okay, to the W. Okay, well, you, you. Oh, I love the W. You use it as a, sure. a binder for you if you want to put a little rub on, a little, 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 little uh, marinade on there. Yeah, hell yeah. That's okay. All right. And uh, if you want, you can dip your steak in the fire shire. Gives it a little extra flavor. We actually did the W sauce asparagus last night. We cooked the asparagus in the W sauce, and it was. Came out good? Oh, yeah. Maintained some crunch good. on the asparagus, too. Didn't get Great. all gummy and limp? No, nah, it wasn't too limp. Um, How'd the bathroom smell after? <laughs> what are you trying to the, the asparagus, man. We get you. Oh, dude, I forgot I ate asparagus <laughs> last night. And I was, I was, I was, and I went, to, you know, you wake up, and I go, man, oh, yeah, out. I did eat asparagus last night. Am I dehydrated? <laughs> what is this? Uh Look, we started spring cleaning. Is it too early to start spring cleaning? Nope. Nope, if you feel a need to. I don't get to do anything, anything uh, in the house, really, during the football season yeah. because I'm, I'm working six days a week when I'm not traveling, which is essentially seven days a week of working. So it just, goes, it, goes, it just gets out of hand. Wife cleaning up the closet. Dude, a lot of clothes going to Goodwill. A lot. Like, she's... Putting more clothes in Goodwill than I think I have. Um, but we went, we stopped for a minute because uh, uh, her nephew's in seventh grade. He was playing at a playing in a tournament or playoffs, I guess, start. And they played right down the road from us. So we went up there to watch the game. And I kid you not, I got a double overtime seventh grade boys basketball game with a buzzer beater at the end. Well, that's kind of cool. They blow like a 10-point lead. What was like the final score? Shot? 
What's no. the final score, like 40 to 37? No, no. This game was double overtime. It was like, uh, I think it might have been like 60 to 58 oh, okay. or 59 or something like that. But uh, so her nephew's the, he's, they, they don't, I mean, they don't, I don't really like, I don't think they have a, he brings the ball up more than anybody else. But he brings it up with, uh, they inbound it with seven seconds left because they had a, time, had a timeout. And he dribbles in and then kind of comes back out and then goes like he's going to make it and boom, shoots it to the corner. And kid, this kid drains it with no time on the clock. Seventh grader. And I mean, yeah, they like, and I, I was, I was at. Did he fall down dramatically after making the Greatest shot? day of his well, life. Well, he, he got like. He'll never He got it. tackled. I mean, they, 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 their whole team just stormed over. And I was like, this is the first round. I like you've been here. <laughs> I was kidding. It was, <laughs> it was, it was great. There was a lot of, indep- I just, I realized something though. Because my wife got into the game at the end, and she was like, you know, doing what all the other parents. And I was like, I got, hey, sit down, like sit down. I realized. I told her yesterday. I said, um, we need to talk about something. She, yeah, I said, if we have a kid, if and when, we're not sitting together at the games. Mm. And she goes, what do you mean? I said, oh, she's one of those. I said, I can't do it. I can't do the. Well, she gets into it, and and, uh, and I said, I just can't. I like to sit there, and I don't like to talk. I don't want to be talked to. Is she embarrassing? She's loud no, cheering. No, no, it's not embarrassing. No, no, it's not embarrassing at all. It's like the cheering gets so loud that it just through my ears. And, and and you know, if all the parents are sitting in one spot, then there is people that like to talk. And there was some guy, like, a section over, and he's literally just going in on the ref. And I was like, hey, man. Like, that, <laughs> the seventh that, grader. Guy's getting paid $15 a yeah. referee. Yeah, I know. I, I, can't stand parents like that. Uh, have a little self awareness. I wanted, but everybody. For, I'll say for a whole, it was nowhere near as bad as what you see on social and you yeah. know what, what stuff goes. Wild. It it wasn't that bad at all. It was it was good hearted fun. Like a, a parent from the other team turned around at the end of the game. He looked at me, man. It's a great shot. I was like, wasn't it? It was a pretty good game. So it was fun to watch. I haven't been to one of those games in a while. All Love right, it, we're going to have a semifinal game for our World Cup 2026. The finals are going to be up there at MetLife Stadium. So what's that going to entail for Atlanta? Well, we're going to have the color analyst for Atlanta United, Jason Longshore, going to join us next on the Morning Shift Sports Radio, 929 The Game. Don't touch that dial. This is the Morning Shift. All of them are really, really hot on Sports Radio, 929 The Game. Welcome back to the morning shift. Triple in for Tiffany all week. Let's quickly go out and speak to our color analyst for Atlanta United broadcast and the birthday boy himself, Jason Longshore. Oh, happy birthday. Our 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 baby's all grown up. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thank you. What what number birthday is this? Do we have to talk about it's, that? It's, it's a it's, lot. He's twenty one. Yeah. He can drink today. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Oh, by the way, guys, seven Too years many. ago today, February 5th, 2017, what happened? Was, I don't know. That was a Super Bowl. I don't know what you're talking about. that damn Super Bowl. Why would you bring that up right now? I just, it just came across seven years ago today. Oh, well. All right, Jason, we have a, a semifinal of the World Cup. Why couldn't we get the final, though? <laughs> Not quite big enough with the stadium. It had to be 80,000 ah, okay. to get to the final. So, a lot of people thought Dallas was going to get it. That was all of the, the media going into the week, and they got the other semifinal. L.A. didn't get a semifinal 
or the final. They ended up getting the U.S. men's national team with their opener and another U.S. match. But outside of Dallas getting nine games, Atlanta was the big winner in the announcement yesterday with eight games, with three knockout games, a semifinal. You get a last game of the group stage, which is almost like a knockout game. I mean, it is a huge statement about how big of a sports city Atlanta is beyond the soccer side. I mean, Atlanta is one of the, the greatest soccer cities in this region, let alone in the country. But Atlanta is one of the greatest sports cities in the world, and this just validates it. Jason, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, too, because I was going to bring that up. I mean, you look 10 years ago at what Atlanta was as far as soccer goes and, and how rapid the ascent has been with the United and all the records they've they've had here, the U.S. men's national team, and now this news of the World Cup semifinal. What does Atlanta have that, that kind of uniquely positions it uh, you know, to be that big of a deal on a national stage? I think what's changed more than anything is the venue. And, and when you look back at previous, you know, big soccer events in this country, you didn't have a place to play. And going back to the beginning of Major League Soccer, you didn't have a stadium at that point. Uh, Atlanta Fulton County Stadium was going down. The Olympic Stadium was being turned into Turner Field. You didn't have another place that they could play. And that's been the issue over the years. But when Arthur Blank made the commitment with Mercedes-Benz Stadium to make it soccer ready, and to position soccer right next to everything else. And I think that's the biggest change that we've had in the city compared to previous teams and then look at other cities where, you know, you had multiple sports ownership and the owner maybe didn't take the soccer as seriously or position it as importantly. I'll always remember a preseason Falcons game when Arthur was in the booth and it, it shocked a lot of people that he had an Atlanta United lapel pin on. You look back at all the branding during that time when the stadium was going up, it was Falcons and Atlanta United right next to each other. So by him saying, this is a big deal, this is as important as anything else I'm doing, I think the rest of the city took it on as well. And now, I mean, I think we finally caught up as well to having the Olympics in 96. You know, this is going to be 30 years after the Olympics when the World Cup's here. It took a while for, I think, the the aura of being an Olympic city to really spread worldwide. And now when you think of American cities and you're in other parts of the world, Atlanta comes to mind where maybe it didn't in the past. What do you think tickets are going to cost for this thing? Mm. A lot. Can you buy them? I was going to say, I don't <laughs> what's, know. what's getting the door price? <laughs> 500 bucks minimum. Yeah, it seems like it. Oh, it might be more than that. I'm Eek. not sure, honestly. And and by the time you get to 26, there is no telling. Um, from what I've read, the ticket process, basically there is a list you want to get on right now. If you go to the, the FIFA World Cup site, you can get on the list. They'll keep you notified on when tickets will go on sale. They're saying in 2025, but really nothing beyond that. Well, one of the things I thought you said yesterday on Twitter was this is like having eight Super Bowls over a month's time. And how big it's going to be, but we know when you hear the Olympics, you know it's huge. I think when you hear the World Cup, you don't really fathom the fact of how many people from so many different countries could be here in a month's time. What is it? What is the? What is the city going to look like during that month? It's going to be wild because it's you know I'm, in terms of just attendance numbers, really out of the Olympics, you're probably comparing it to the the track events when they ran those over about eight or nine days straight. But the Olympics, you get a lot of people who travel for that. The World Cup's on another level. TV viewing 
more people watch the World Cup than they watch the Olympics. More people watch the World Cup than the Olympics and probably eight or nine other major sporting events combined. It is the it, more countries enter the World Cup than the Olympics. I mean, it, it's that's how big this thing is. And if you get the opportunity to have some of these fan bases, like if Argentina plays here, and we're going to get a taste of that this summer with Copa America, um, if England plays here, if Germany plays here, if Ghana plays here, you know, if Japan plays here, um, Brazil, I mean, we could keep going. Like, you're going to get fans coming into Atlanta, staying here for a few days, going to the, follow their next team in their next game, and you're going to get that cycle happening eight times over a month's time. So it's crazy. I mean, it's it's going to be packed. Every possible person that can get in that building will. And everything around it, too. And I think that's the other aspect of it is you're probably going to have big public viewing parties for games in other cities as well. All of the auxiliary events around having this, it will be – massive and and i think people who are are kind of saying like ah well you know it's just eight games in a tournament it's not like the super bowl these are the biggest games in the world in this sport which is the biggest sport in the world it happens every four years these are all huge games and that semifinal is going to be on a whole nother level jason i want to talk real quick uh it seems like they are are trying to do this with a regional aspect with the u.s men's national team kind of be based on the west coast at least in group play and obviously new york gets the uh, the final What's the best case scenario for Atlanta people just kind of on the outside looking in as far as teams that might be able to come here and kind of matchups you'd love to see inside of some of the group play? Yeah, it's fascinating because it's so early and this tournament as well, this is going to be a really different setup than we've ever seen. It's the biggest World Cup ever with 48 teams. So you're going to have more countries in this country and, and in Mexico and Canada playing in this tournament. So the matchups really could get interesting you could have two european teams in the group and i mean depending on where they fall and how they get seated you could have a, a matchup like in england italy in, in a group stage which would be in, insane you got that round of 32 and round of 16 as well there's so many fan bases that travel and would be great to have here um, brazil is always one that, that everybody in every world cup wants to go see and, and wants that game in their city that's one that still has so much just power. The major European nations, I mean, France, Italy, Germany, England, so Spain. Spain would be the other one. Argentina, obviously, and with Atlanta United's connections with Argentina. But don't discount a, a team like Japan as well. Japan is one that, one, I just love the way that they play. And, and they're, that team has really jumped over the last, decade maybe decade and a half in terms of talent and, and how much they could make a deep run by the time we get to 2026 and that's a incredibly passionate fan base and they will follow that team and would be great to have here in the city if they can get into maybe we get their group stage games a couple of them or if they get into one of those knockout games here all right jason we got about probably 45 seconds left now the u.s men haven't really been they've been kind of been nondescript on the world cup stage best finish in 1930 third place what's the state of the program now this is a, an interesting time this copa america this summer is going to be a real big benchmark for the u.s men's national team host countries have a big advantage in a world cup you, you just have that momentum you get games at, you know at home you get the fans going 
I think you're looking last time in 94 when the team was nowhere near where they are now, they made it to the, the knockout round, and that was a huge accomplishment. I think you're looking at a quarterfinal. You know, modern times, quarterfinal was the furthest that this team has ever gone. You're looking at quarterfinal being, I think, the minimum expectation for the U.S. in 2026. Uh, Jason, mm. what, what club um, tonight is the, uh, the, the birthday bash at where they, they've been rented <laughs> out and you'll have bottle service the and stuff? What, what club can all the – Stanley clad women everywhere. Uh, all <laughs> the fans of yours and, and uh, some of your friends like us as well uh, show up tonight? I'll just let you know offline. You know, I, come on, we can't have this place getting overrun. Come on. Uh, get overrun. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you for your time, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, y'all. All right, there we go. Semifinal World Cup 2026 here. Finals, MetLife Stadium up in uh, New Jersey. Going to come back and uh, hand it over to uh, the Steakhouse. We've got Drew Butler and uh, Steak Shapiro ready, ready to man these very microphones. Again, 2 o'clock this afternoon, Raheem Morris. Introductory press conference, Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris will also join Dukes and Bell. We're going to carry all of it right here. Sports Radio, 1990 Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.